Hello and welcome today. Today, on this first episode, I didn't really know what to talk about, but you know what? Hell with it. The first thing I'll talk about is how we got into the poultry thing anyway. You know, it all comes down to our daughter. And our daughter is the ultimate manifester of things. If you've ever known anybody in your life that could manifest anything, this kid can do it. My wife is not very far behind her. I'm, uh, I'm in there too. I'm pretty good with it. But uh, let me tell you, my daughter gets what she wants, no matter what. She's a 10-year-old now, but uh, back then when we got into chickens, she was four, I think. Doesn't really matter. But anyway, she had dreams of having chickens and dreams of chickens and wanted to see chickens and this, that, and the other thing. I don't know if she saw them on a television show or what the hell she saw them on. It doesn't really matter. Anyway, so my wife, uh, my wife, the first thing you'll know about my wife is she is a very beautiful woman and I definitely outkicked my coverage. But anyway, my wife is a good researcher as well. So. She looks into all these chickens and found this and that and learned this and that about them. And then found a person, at the time we were living in Oregon, she found a person in Eugene, Oregon, that raised birds to sell. And we didn't have chicks when we first got chickens. We bought pullets that were raised. You know, I don't know exactly how many weeks old they were. I'm guessing they were about three months old. They were fully feathered when we got them, and uh, I spent, I think, a week and a half building a coop before we got them. I didn't really know what I was getting myself into in building that coop, but we designed it so it was easy to clean, had a really nice egg basket, and it was up on legs, and it had uh, an underneath that the chickens could run under quick if a bird of prey came by. So we had this coop made, Got our chickens, put them in there, and on the first day there was one of the chicks was a little bit younger than the rest, or the pullets was a little bit younger than the rest, I'm sorry. Um, and it was getting picked on by the other ones, but it was using a coochin as a blocker. So anyway, the breeds of these first six that we got, I'm going to see if I can remember this, but uh, one was a Buff Orpington, one was a Rhode Island Red, one was an Americana, a Salmon Favaroli, a Speckled Sussex, and a Blue Coochin. Uh, talk about your garden variety of chicks, or pullets, however you'd call it. But we got six of them, and the coop was perfect. Worked out great. We had uh, wood bedding for them, this, that, and the other thing. We had good food, good water, all those things. And we started really getting into it, you know without issue and uh, we had these chickens for jeepers I'd say a good six eight months they were laying eggs and um, then we decided to move to Minnesota with our chickens it's funnier than heck we took this coop I took the legs off and we lifted it up I invited all my buddies in Oregon over and we lifted it up and we put it on a U-Haul car hauling trailer and I strapped that sucker down as good as I could and went the 1900 miles to Minnesota. Every time we'd stop I'd clean the shavings out of the water, you know one of those chicken waters, 
and let them drink out of it. And uh, I would collect eggs and give them to people at the gas station on the way, on our way across the country. It was kind of a neat thing to do, actually, once you think about it. And everybody knowing that there was chickens in there and, you know, going 65 miles an hour with this coop that I built behind a U-Haul, uh, that was pretty fun. But then I got to Minnesota and I had to keep the chickens inside. Well, when I got to Minnesota, you know, it would have been about Memorial Day weekend or so. And it was hot and humid. And where we lived in Oregon, it never got hot and humid. And I had to keep the chickens in this coop for a day while it was hot and humid. You know, the sun beating on the roof and everything. And you know, we were all worried about that. And then the day after this, it rained the entire day. And we had to get these chickens a pen set up before I even moved myself into this house. And uh, we got ourselves moved in, and, and um, um, it, was, it, was, it was awesome. Um, we, we got a good little chicken run set up. And when my wife was able to fly into Minnesota, uh, I had a small chicken run set up and in the backyard, and it looked pretty good. And we naturally, you know, decided to change it a few different ways and, and use some chicken wire, or bought some chicken wire, and we just changed a lot of things. And uh, we changed our chicken run in that yard several, several times over the next few years. And uh, we ended up getting more chicks the following spring after that. I think we got 18, I believe. Anyway. No big deal. We got 18 and uh, we got all kinds of different breeds out of this. We got barred rocks, we've got, you know, black secklings, we got, I don't know, gold laced wine dot, I think was one of them. But we got a ton of those Rhode Island reds. We even got a couple uh, uh, California whites. Now, these California whites and these Rhode Island reds are just amazing egg layers, along with the barred rocks, of course. But uh, just unbelievable amounts of eggs we were getting eventually when these birds grew up. And it was really neat doing it from the process from a chick all the way to a chicken. These chickens were so tame. These ones that we raised ourselves. It was a, it was a lot of fun. It was a really good thing. Um, so anyway, we got done doing that. Or, or didn't get done doing that. We, we decided a year or two later that we needed to upgrade a little bit more. And then we bought 26 meat birds, these Cornish Cross, which I'll get into that in a later date. And we also got a dozen more chicks. And man, we had a lot of fun with that. It was a good time. Um, it, we were in high heaven in the summertime when we were getting all those eggs. And in the winter, you know, I mean, we had to go out there several times a day, you know, especially when it's, you know, around zero or below zero or even in single digits, you know, because the eggs, they like to freeze and crack, you know, I mean, it's, it's below freezing. What, what can I say? Uh, we had a really nice barn set up for the winter and we had a really nice coop set up for the summer. And eventually we just had a giant chicken run and uh, these chickens had it made. Um, but anyway, we bought a lake cabin and then we eventually moved out to a lake cabin. 
and out at the lake cabin we didn't really see ourselves having room for chickens. Now this was a really hard thing for us to give up, but um, it was something we knew we had to do to, to live out there. So uh, we did end up selling the chickens with the place that we had them at. The, the people that were moving out there, they were from town, they really wanted the chickens, they had a heck of a good time with them, and they're really good to them too. Uh, they ended up <coughs> keeping them in the winter coop full time, which is perfectly fine. I mean, they have shade all the time and really close to water and everything else, you know. So, I mean, it's a, it's a heck of a good spot. And they have a good chicken run there too. Um, we did do some free ranging for a while while we were at that place, but let me tell you, you know, I mean, we're getting chicken poop on the sidewalk and the deck and the garage. They were laying eggs in the garage. They were laying eggs in different sheds. They were doing this, that, and the other thing, and it was just kind of getting hard. So what we did is that we just kind of rotated their pasture and rotated their summer and winter wintering grounds. But anyway, we, sorry to get sidetracked, but we got, now, we were down to no chickens. And it was kind of tough, you know? I mean, you like, my wife especially is somebody that likes doing the chores from day to day and likes that day-to-day -day thing, whether it's horses or chickens or goats or, or whatever, you know? So anyway, we have since moved ourselves out back to another country place with three acres. And we were, just one fall, we were at some lady's little pumpkin stand place that she grows organic food and sells that and everything, and then my wife goes, oh, you got chickens? And she goes, yeah, I give them away every year. And my wife goes, well, did you give them away yet? And she says, no. And my wife says, well, I'll take them. Um, she did not consult her husband whatsoever in this decision, which is pretty normal. Um, <laughs> no, not really. But anyway, she, she, uh, she just said, yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking, geez. You know, in two weeks, I gotta have a place to get these chickens a coop now. So anyway, we went over to a buddy's house and we found ourselves a, what I think was a two-holer outhouse. Uh, and we have uh, converted that into a chicken coop with uh, our free chickens. There was a couple roosters there. They got mean, we got rid of them. Um, so I think we're down to 10 or 11 chickens. I don't know how many we're down to. But anyway, uh, and it's the dead of winter right now. We're getting about one egg a day. There are a lot of different breeds. A lot of breeds we don't really know a whole lot about. Um, Delaware being one of them. But these, there's these two white leghorns in there. And man, do they lay eggs. Holy buckets. But anyway, that's what we got right now. And... Um, They've had the same, we've expanded their chicken run this fall. Uh, we are going to change up their coop a little bit, put the egg baskets on an exterior wall instead of in the actual coop itself. So then we have more room for perch for the chickens. Um, they got enough room for a heated dish right now and then their food if, uh, if it's as cold as it is today, which is, I think tonight it's gonna get down to 10 below zero. But uh, anyway, that's our history in the chicken thing. But uh, stay tuned here because I have a uh, 
egg incubator and we right now in the mail shipping to our house at this very moment have 25 quail eggs coming. These are Craternix quail. They are uh, prolific egg layers and we are really excited to have these. Uh, they start laying eggs at approximately six to seven weeks old. Um, and you can also uh, eat them at about six to seven weeks old. They are, they are big enough to eat about then. Um, so we'll be calling out some roosters for that, you know, feeding the family with it. We will also be uh, collecting quail eggs and eating those and hatching more, hopefully, uh, with this uh, totally awesome egg incubator that I just got. Um, so right now you pretty much know the history of what we've done and uh, the future of what we plan on doing. Um, we've been researching the quail thing for a while now and, and we'll get into that. We'll get into details on later podcasts. But uh, anyway, I really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening, um, even though I kind of have a monotone voice today. <laughs> but uh, you know what, when it's... Uh, gonna be 10 below tonight and there's really not a whole hell of a lot else to do uh might as well just make a podcast right but anyway if you do want to get a hold of me or or my wife for that matter uh just email me at ziggy underscore 519 at yahoo.com also uh i do have a youtube channel you can check out mostly i talk about hunting on this one but I will have the occasional uh, quail or chicken um, video on there as well. And that is Busy Daddy Outdoors at YouTube. So anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. And I appreciate you listening today. Talk to you later.